Thank you, everybody, for joining us today. Today, we have Bense Zacconi, I hope I said that correctly, joining us and talking about immigration in Paraguay. So, Bense, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you very much for being able to be here. And I'm ready to tell you everything because this is my job to do Paraguay immigration as well, of course, because I work in other countries as well. But I settled in Paraguay and I live in Paraguay. Great. So tell us a little bit then, I guess, about your journey and what made you decide to settle in Paraguay as opposed to other countries or Paraguay for now, if you were in others before. So originally I was a journalist and I started to work for several Swiss banks. And then uh, I started to work with residency and citizenship by investment programs as a researcher. I'm still doing that for Discuss Holdings, which is the third company in the market doing that. My job is to research these schemes, go after, to see what I can do. And they allowed me to open my offices in those countries where they don't work. So I started to work in Panama, Paraguay, and Botswana with my job, but I still continue to research other countries to be able to compare these and to see which parties are better or where can people go, where is the best place to settle, to live, or financial, tax planning. This is a complex question, but this is my job, so I'm researching everything. And I arrived to Paraguay, I was living in Brazil, and I was really surprised about Paraguay because I love Paraguay, I love the people, I love everything there, really. And what I most love that in Latin America, it's a safe country. Mm-hmm. And I find my partner there, and we created a legal service provider company. Uh, my partner is Daniel Saldivar, one of the best immigration lawyers in Paraguay, and I am the international marketing. So my job is to answer all those questions that are coming up. And during the last five years, I think so, like most of the questions that I know the answer that people ask. So I am here to share this knowledge. Excellent. And so what are some of the most common questions that people ask you about coming, uh, moving to Paraguay? There are basically two types of people who are coming to Paraguay. The first is who wants to settle and live in Paraguay. That's mm-hmm. one thing because then they need to look about uh, living costs, taxes, uh, entrepreneurship, schools, uh, pensions, all that, all that issues of life that you have to mm-hmm. ask when you move to another country. And there are those digital nomads who are using Paraguay as a place of their tax planning. But interestingly, they are not misused it because most of them will later come back to Paraguay and leave there or stay there at least a uh, time because they have to do it as well, not to lose their tax residency and this kind of thing. So they add their skills to Paraguay. And Paraguay now became one of the countries that it really attracts uh, high-skilled people mm-hmm. and freelancer people who are, uh, I mean, they have really value because, you know, Paraguay and Paraguay is a beautiful place, but can give some knowledge and forth from the foreigners, that's for <laughs> sure, because it's a developing country and there is space to, to develop. Right. And so for our listeners who, who want to come and, and live in Paraguay, what would be a bit of the process that they need to go through if they want to make it that they're going to be ideally maybe on the path to citizenship? So obviously the temporary residency to permanent. And then if they wanted to go as far as to citizenship, what is the process for them to go through for that? There are several ways to settle in Paraguay. So you can become a temporary resident, you can come to study, you can become a permanent resident through several programs. I will talk about that. You can be a pilgrim to come. There are chances for pensioners. So there are a lot of ways to come. But the first thing is that those people who doesn't need a visa to enter in Paraguay or need a visa 
but you can pick it up upon arrival. It's a very easy and smooth process. It's straightforward. Of course, it's a very bureaucratic process, but, but I mean, you cannot compare it to the US or Canada or Australia or something like that. Right. It's, it's way more easier. But those people who need a visa, like all African uh, citizens from African countries or Asians, except for Japan, Singapore, uh, South Korea, Taiwan, they need an entry visa. And this makes the question very, very difficult for them. Like, I mean, they know that they can come to Paraguay, but they don't know that they need an invitation letter to get the visa. And the invitation letter, it's a very difficult thing because there must be a reason to get it. So if you come as a tourist, you, it's not qualifies for the process. You have to okay. you have to have another reason to come, and that's why, for example, when U.S. citizens arrive to Paraguay and they uh, don't pick up the visa, they just come in the country as tourists. They cannot apply, so they have to leave, usually through Brazil or Argentina, and then come back with the visa and the stamp in the passport because that needs for the process. Okay. But in the case of us Asians or Africans, usually they are either students, but I mean real students, mm-hmm. or they have to become investors and Paraguay has a very very strange residency by investment program which they can use it means that anybody can become a, a resident of Paraguay if they uh, register a business mm-hmm. and they spend seventy thousand dollars at least it depends on the project that they want to do mm-hmm. but at least thousand dollars they spend during 10 years for the business it looks a lot but you don't have to show it what Paraguay wants is that people come and maintain their business it means that mm-hmm. like during 10 years someone from India brings two containers of clothes. That's seventy thousand dollars. Fulfill the process. So someone opens, a, sells milk and bread. Of course, he has to buy the milk and bread. Then during ten years, with the rental of the shop and this kind of things, it will be way more than seventy thousand mm-hmm. dollars. So, so it's even not difficult for them. But the process is long. Paraguay doesn't have too many uh, embassies or abroad, so they have to go there. It's not easy, but it's viable. Now, okay. for Europeans, North Americans, Australians, South Africans, they just have to come. That's it, and start the process. Everybody can do that alone, but of course, I'm an immigration agent. So, my <laughs> advice is always to get a lawyer, not a fixer, mm-hmm. but get a lawyer to be, to be everything covered and do that. But if someone speaks Spanish or has a lot of time, then of course, can do it alone as well, like anywhere in the world. It's not a different program. But it's a simplified one. So if you have to, if you can show the proof of your solvency that you will survive one year, and you can prove it by your deposit, you can prove it with your uh, high school or university degree or a pension paper. So there are ways to prove it. Then uh, and you bring the right documents. That's it. You have the right to settle in Paraguay. And how much is that amount for uh, a deposit in the bank or pension? How much monthly or annual income are they looking at? For that deposit the deposit amount just increased last week because the minimum salary increased in paraguay oh this okay. is very important to say mm-hmm. so paraguay is developing very fast mm-hmm. and now i mean the, the paraguayan money which normally inflates now it, instead of that it, it's just increasing its value very very fast so now the deposit in dollars it's uh four thousand nine hundred and ninety eight dollars okay. so it's almost Five thousand dollars, but this, as as usually, they when they adjusted it uh, this amount to the minimal wage, it usually decreases. But now it increases. Mm-hmm. It is also very important that this amount must be deposited in the national bank. Okay. And when you deposit it, 
than in cash and Guarani. So you can transfer it and you can deposit dollars. And then you lose a little bit on the commission of the deposit. And usually it stays there for several months because you can withdraw it when you get permanent residence permit. So usually it lose a little bit value. But now it's just a very good, very good, very good way because it gets more and more value. So instead of losing money, you win a little. Okay, excellent. That's great. You said a few months with that deposit, people can get there. I'm assuming it's the temporary residency first and they can get that within a couple of months of being there. It's permanent. It's permanent. It, oh, it's permanent so, residency. So the, okay. Yes. So usually in countries, first of all, you become a temporary resident and then after a couple of one or two years, you can apply for the permanent residence. Right. It depends on the country. Mm-hmm. But in Paraguay, you can become straight a permanent residence and permanent means, means permanent. Now, according to the law, the migrations has to issue the permanent residence permit in three months time. Okay. But because of the COVID, there's a huge backlog. So, right. I mean... Sometimes we see cases that they have to wait uh, three months, four months, five months, six months, even seven months. This is a backlog. So a lawyer can force it, of course. A fixer, not that much. But there are ways to get that in time, but be prepared that there was COVID, mm-hmm. everything is slow, everything is late. And then it's also very important to know that this process includes two separate processes. So the first one to get the permanent residence permit. But it is only a step. This permit, which is a plastic card, you never ever will lose. You will have to renew the permit after 10 years by adjusting okay. it in the drawer. The important document in Paraguay is the Cédula, the ID card. Mm. The ID card that gives equal rights to any Paraguayan. And that's the most important. So when you get the permanent residence permit, the migration issues it, you withdraw the deposit amount. Or if you didn't deposit because you used your degree or pension paper or something like that, mm-hmm. then... Uh, Next step is to apply for the ID card, which is also they should issue it in three weeks' time, but it's also a backlog. But luckily, right. foreigners get it faster. So if you're a Paraguayan and like me, and I lost my card last year and it was an eternity oh. to get it back. But foreigners get it uh, faster, let's say. And with the ID card, the process finished, and then you to do ready to do anything. So you can ask for your task, tax number, you can do whatever you want in Paraguay. Okay. And so then how does that process change if somebody wants permanent residency, but they don't want to live there? They want to have that residency, but they don't want to be a tax resident. And they might want to be spending, say, six months out of the year there, but not living there, or I guess a little bit less than that. So they don't hit that tax. How would that change if they want residency, but not not as a tax resident? No, it, it doesn't change. The, okay. It's, it's, this is one of the most attractive uh, issues, the Paraguay Permanent Residency Program, is that uh, there are a lot of people who just want a second residency for security, for the future. And now, right. because of this whole terminus of history, there are a lot of people who just want that. And you can maintain your, according to the law, you cannot mm-hmm. lose the active contact with Paraguay for three years. Now, active contact... This is something that we are always arguing because it means that at least you have to visit Paraguay once in every three years. But in the same time, that's not active contact. So if there are problems and there are more and more because people forget about this, even to visit Paraguay, we have lots of clients who arrived and, oh, I didn't visit it. What do I do? What do I do? <laughs> but then, uh, then to be totally compliant, we always offer that you have to have a residential address in Paraguay. Mm-hmm. And it's very good if you maintain your tax number. It means that if you have a rook, this is the tax number, you become as a self-employed as well. So it's not a 
regular tax number that we have everywhere in the world. It allows you to work as a self-employed, but you are not in Paraguay, then you have to submit a zero VAT form each month. It's only five minutes, and the Paraguayan tax uh, application is the best in the world. It's really easy, really easy and, and smooth to do that, but we do it as well. But if you had, so if you visit Paraguay, if mm-hmm. you have a residential address, you have an active tax number, that if you just visit Paraguay once in every three years, it's still okay. But my professional advice is that please do everything. Right, of course. And then you will not lose that. You can live another And to visit once every three years. I understand that one way it would be easy to forget because it's only once every three years. But a little bit on the other hand, it's, you know, you need to be there once every three years. And it's not hard to visit someplace once every three years. And it's very lenient compared to a lot of other countries and their residency programs. I think this is the most relaxed world. So I, I know almost all residency requirements around the world. And mostly they ask you to visit the country at least once per, per year. For example, in Panama, it's like one to two weeks per year. In Malta, it's at least one day per year. In other countries, they want more. But because th- this is not a temporary uh, mm-hmm. residency, this is a permanent mm-hmm. one. Right. It means that I, I think this is the reason because of the law. And don't forget that there are a lot of people who want to become a resident in Paraguay because they want to do business in other Mercosur countries. Now, Paraguay has the lowest tax in the Mercosur area. And uh, it gives the best export, import, trade, and other solutions. So there are a lot of people who need the permanent residence to be sure. And like they register companies, they are working there. They are not coming, but they need the residency for that. And nobody obliges them to, to stay in Paraguay or come every year. I mean, if they do business, they will come more. And But if you just want to be, want to secure future or a second home for your family for the long term, then, of course, it's enough to come once in every three years. And please come and enjoy a beautiful country because when foreigners come, they spend money, they make friendship with people. Mm-hmm. Anybody who comes to Paraguay from the developed countries will have ideas, something to do, something to add, because Paraguay misses a lot of things. Paraguay is almost mm-hmm. empty. I mean, it's a huge country with six million people, so there is space for everyone. A lot of space and then also a lot of opportunities a lot of business opportunities. And so if a person then wanted to become a citizen after that, getting their, their temporary, res- or sorry, the permanent residency, how long would it take to go for the process from permanent residency to get citizenship if, if they wanted to have a passport from Paraguay? Uh, an eternity. <laughs> this, is, this is one of the hardest okay. issues because... Because you qualify for the citizenship when you, when, uh, during your permanent residence status, you spend three years in Paraguay in each year, more than 183 days or more than half a year. Mm-hmm. You qualify for the citizenship. But of course, then you have to pay taxes. You have to be there. Actually, you have mm-hmm. to do something. You have to, be, uh, you have, to have all these clear policy certificates and everything must be fine. So then you apply. And after several time, which is a long time, then they ask you to come to do the Spanish exam. It's not a real Spanish exam. It's mixture, but cultural exam. Not that difficult, but if you live in Paraguay for three years, you will speak perfectly Spanish, that's for sure. And the questions are the same, so you just have to learn it. And then on a later stage, you will become a citizen. And then after it, you get the passport. So these are not during one simple process. These are taking time. And the problem is that there is no time limit on that. And to understand during the COVID, 
it was like only 70% got citizenship during the last two years. And we are talking about at least wow. one or 200,000 people waiting. And there is a law amendment that we are waiting for, which means that uh, after the application, three months will be enough to become a citizen. This is what we are waiting for, but now it's on second reading. I hope it will be, because the process is too long. Mm-hmm. And people uh, usually forget that Paraguay doesn't allow dual citizenship. So there are countries that you can... Oh, uh, that's very to. important to know that they don't allow dual, because then otherwise you'll have to renounce your other citizenship. Yes, if you are from the surrounding countries or Spain, then yes, you can have, because with some countries, with four countries, Paraguay has agreements regarding this. But all the others, they have to renounce their original citizenship. And this also takes time. So, for example, in the case of the U.S. citizens, it's mm-hmm. a really difficult and costly process. Yes. In case of like Hungary, and I was born in Hungary, it's very easy because I can just give back my citizenship and I can get it back any time. So, I mean, there are, but don't forget, in Paraguay, it's full of dual citizens. <laughs> so, like, I mean, all the people have to, not all the people, but there are a lot of people with two citizenship, but the law is clear. Okay. And that's very important for, for people to know. So, it sounds like Paraguay is ideal for permanent residency. And then depending upon what country somebody's coming from, if they really are done with their home country and want nothing to do with it anymore, they can renounce their citizenship and get duals, or sorry, get another citizenship in Paraguay. But, but if they don't want to renounce their citizenship, then definitely just the a permanent residency is perfect uh, for them. Yeah. On the other way, millions of Paraguayans are living abroad, like most of them mm-hmm. in the US and Spain, of course. And they, they get the other citizenship, but they, they don't have to renounce the Paraguayan citizenship. We have a ministry for repatriation and nobody asks them that, hey, you became a US citizen, now lose your passport. No, not like that. But this is one of the, during the citizenship process, the, during to become a citizen, the naturalization process, this is one of the main questions and it is a very difficult one for a lot of people because the, the process takes a lot of time. And mm-hmm. to, to show that you are not a US citizen, you have to renounce your citizenship at the beginning. So then, practically, you cannot stateless people for years waiting. This is a bureaucratic problem, and this new law will change. Now, only the Supreme Tribunal has the right to decide who will become citizen or not. Now, if you are talking about 100,000 people waiting, and each case, oh, it's endless. But <laughs> it's a long the, time. But if, the, yes, but if the law will change, then any commercial uh, tribunal can decide about it. Now, then it will be very easy. According to our thoughts, it will take only three months when the new law will come. Okay. And do you know or have an anticipated time of when that new law may come? Is it maybe this year or next year, or will it be further off in the future? I hope yesterday. We don't know it. They are, they are working on it. There are, there are several issues about the immigration processes. And there are like, uh, people are moving in, in South America as well. And there are like refugee crises from Venezuela. So there, there are like mm-hmm. a lot of political issues and economical issues. I hope the legislators, they can take their time. But please resolve this issue because it's waiting years. This is like not normal. Right, right. It's a long time. So, and what about taxes there? You said uh, Paraguay is one of the lowest taxes in that, that region of, of South America. So what types of tax rates do you have there for everyone? The first issue is that Paraguay is one of the very, very few territorial tax systems in Latin America. 
So it means that the foreign source, the not remitted income is tax exempt. So this is already great. Mm-hmm. You do something, you earn something, you have a flat in Germany, you rent it and stays there. The money is tax-free. This is, this is really great. And this is one of the issues where a lot of freelancers, digital nomads, perpetual travelers become tax residents in Paraguay because they can use that. The basic taxation is very easy, like income tax, 10%, VAT, 10%. If you do any kind of transfers that arrives from abroad, they will deduct 10% income tax, 10% VAT in the same cycle. But this is very low. So it's a very low rate compared to, for example, Brazil. Brazil is at the 35 to, to, to and above. And, and not, even, not even talk about Argentina or Bolivia. So Paraguay has very low tax rate. And Paraguay also offers a lot of, I mean, company tax is also, uh, corporate tax is also 10%. So Paraguay offers a lot of tax planning programs or uh, attractive taxation for companies who, who come to Paraguay to produce anything. So if you give job, produce anything. There is the Makila program, which is a re-import, uh, a re-export program. So there are ways to, to lower your taxes to 1% or 2%. And then when you do, the, the Mercosur is not like the European Union, but has some similar features. And one of them is that if you do business in Paraguay, you can get way lower taxes than in other countries. So you can use that in the Mercosur. And that's why more and more people come. The problem is that you have to produce something and in this case, you need a factory, you need skilled people, and this is the program in, in Paraguay. So, I mean, you have to build it up. But when you did that, then you have the preferential tax system. And it's really great because it's very easy. It's covered on 10%. You always know 10% goes to That's great. That's nice to know. It's a, a good kind of flat rate across the board for everything and, and a very low rate at, at that. There's not many countries that have that low of a rate. Absolutely. And it can be lowered as well, so don't forget that. Right. A lot of things. Excellent. So much information. That's fantastic. Is there some common or popular misconceptions that people, when they come to Paraguay, they say, oh, I've read this on the internet or I heard that and those things that just are completely not true, but it seems to be that a lot of people believe that it is true. Yes, the first is that everybody thinks that it's very easy to get a Paraguayan entry visa. And for those people who need an invitation letter, it's extremely difficult just because of time. Let's say, to understand, comes a, an investor from Pakistan. He calls mm-hmm. us, explains us everything. Okay, first of all, we have to trust him. Why? Because the invitation is personal. Mm-hmm. And usually anybody can do that who pays taxes and so on. But usually who does that are lawyers. And if you invite one rotten apple, you will lose your permit. You never, ever can invite anyone. Wow. So that's why everybody is taking care and people think that they can do that. That's the first. The second is one of the the options to prove your solvency is to buy or rent 10 hectares of land. Okay. And uh, people think that the land in Paraguay is very cheap, so they can do that. The land in Paraguay is not cheap at all. It's very expensive because this is what the Paraguayans have. So mm-hmm. they, the original Paraguayans where the land they speak with. And there is no 10 hectares. 10 hectares, it does not exist. It's 1,000, 10,000, 20,000. Okay. So if you want to find 10 hectares, you can buy that in the city. Okay, but the place where you can build, that will be per hectare $20,000 or more. And there is cheap land, but the cheap land is in the deep charcoal. So you can buy extremely cheap land there, but you never will get there. You will never use that. And of course, the migration guys are also not stupid. So mm-hmm. they, you will show them a place where 
it's a faulty spam, like 500 kilometers from the next village, come on. This is one of the classics. The other thing is that people think that Paraguay is very cheap. Yes, Paraguay is affordable. Paraguay is very cheap. But if we are talking about like now, there, there was the COVID and this kind of things, you will need to pay for the, the social security. You will need to pay for the medical treatment. And that's not cheap if you want the best medicine. Paraguay is not a developed country. So don't forget that. And if you are not living in Asuncion, which is like, uh, for me, Asuncion is the only city in, in, in Paraguay. The other cities are, are beautiful and nice, but, but, but small ones. Mm-hmm. And if you are not there, like the, the medical treatment will, will be like extremely expensive. That is another thing. Then the other are the roads. So, so Paraguay is not a developed country. If you want to go from uh, Asuncion to Concepcion, half of the road is like uh, not paved. So don't even think about to rent a car because you rent a car and you will destroy that car totally when you will give it back without you wanting that. So there are difficulties. It's a developing country. It's a little mm-hmm. bit adventurous, but not from the bad side. Come on, it's 400 kilometers. Okay, that will take 10 hours to get there. <laughs> it's, uh, it reminds me a bit of uh, when I was living in Costa Rica. Some of the roads were great and they're paved and then some of them were not. And you would check something as to distance wise, how far it would be. And you would think, oh, it's, you know, 200 kilometers. I should be there in about two hours, but it takes four hours because the roads or there's no passing lane and you get stuck and there's no turning lane. So every time somebody turns, everybody has to slow down and it always takes substantially longer. And and Costa Rica is especially beautiful place. But if you are going to the track when the rain comes and you will stay here for two weeks, there is no way out. There is no way out. (laughs) That's why we were so fed up with, with moving around the country that we built a boat. Mm. We, are, we are using that because I prefer, because and now the, the, the level of the Rio Paraguay was very low, but now everything is okay. I really prefer <laughs> the water. <than> the <laughs> There's no danger. I can go slowly and we can arrive there for sure. Right. Excellent. And just to touch base a little bit on healthcare there. So if somebody becomes a permanent resident, how does healthcare work? Like, is there a, a public healthcare system that they can be part of? Is it, uh, I'm assuming you're recommending that everybody has private healthcare and what's the difference between the two? So public healthcare is free in Paraguay. This is a very good issue, but in the same time, of course, it cannot provide the best treatment. They try. Mm-hmm. They, they, they really try it because there are a lot of poor people, so they, they cannot, they don't have enough money. Private healthcare plans. But uh, I strongly suggest it. In each city, there are very, very good hospitals. So I mean, surprisingly good hospitals. And there are different type of healthcare. So basically, it's free. Then, if you are in a, uh, if you are living in Paraguay and you are an employed person or you have your business, then you have to pay social security as well. So there is a base why it's free because you right. are paying social mm-hmm. But uh, for a but a very very good plan. I mean, the best plans are like uh, one hundred and fifty dollars per month for a person, and then it's a family. And of course, there are different rates. But for right. these amounts, you will have like the best treatment. But in the same time, there are medicaments that are difficult to get. So mm-hmm. sometimes this will be like charge more because there is no. If you want it, you have to buy. Right. But usually private healthcare is perfect. So if I have any problems, I uh, there they always resolve it and, and very, very nice. And there are very good doctors, not only Paraguayans. So it's it's very good to know that Paraguay has like 12 medical universities or something. Oh wow, like that. okay. So we have like <laughs> we have like 
lawyers and doctors. This is Paraguay. <laughs> <laughs> very good in, this, in these two professions, they are very good. So it's, it's very easy to find a good doctor all day. And I mean, it's important because if you don't live in the city center, but you live far away in the countryside, it's a basic thing. Excellent. Okay. Well, that's great. I want to thank you very much for your time and sharing your knowledge with our listeners. And if they want to get in touch with you um, to get some more information or meet up with you because they've decided that Paraguay is is where they want to to get a permanent residency at. What are the best ways that they can be in touch with you? My site is tucanopro.com. I mean, if you just digit the permanent residence in Paraguay, I will be the first, or not I will be, you'll be the first or the second place, depending on the question. And there are a lot of information about living in Paraguay, taxation, company registration, this basic thing. And we are always so we are always trying to get all the official information and translate it to English, to Hungarian, to Portuguese, depending on which can be important from what part of the world for our clients. Because Paraguay is moving, there are new laws, there are financial mm-hmm. things and developing very fast. So we always try to keep it up and we are very happy to do that. Just come read everything and make your decisions. We are here to help. Excellent. And that's great because it is hard to keep up with everything. And as you said, depending upon what country somebody's coming from, things that they need to do vary from country to country and all the different programs. So we will add your website to the show notes below. And so if uh, somebody decides that Paraguay is it for them and uh, they want to get in touch with you, then you can help them out in the right direction or, or path or which way that is, is best for them to get their permanent residency. Yes, of course. That's my job to give the information. <laughs> And the lawyers and the accountants are waiting for them in beautiful ties to hold their hands and go through in the very, very hot Paraguayan weather to go through the red tape and bureaucracy and fight with all these uh, typical things and issues that you mm-hmm. have to resolve during the immigration process or in your live business or personal one. Perfect. Well, again, thank you very much for your time. Most welcome. And thank you very much as well.